Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. I've alluded to in the past how I use essential oils in my life to uplevel my health. They're just basically a tool in my healthcare tool belt. If you're confused about how to use essential oils and you have no idea how to incorporate them in your life, I want to provide you with my top 10 ways to use essential oils cheat sheet. So head on over to bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. That's bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. O-I-L-C-H-E-A-T-S-H-E-E-T to get your free copy now. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 110. All links and show notes can be found at robinbeldon.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we have Jessica Smith. Jessica is a writer, career coach, and podcast host of two podcasts, Career Coaching with Justness and That Valley Vibe. She shares with people how to explore a path to success with inspired action, empowered self-care, and mind-body-spirit wellness. She helps people uncover and express their authentic self and discover the natural skills and talents they were born with so they can lead with love and live a heart-centered, fulfilled life. One of the main ingredients she writes about is how to tap into your inner wisdom, your ness, or your justness, as you'll find out, for guidance. Every day, she reminds people that we're not here to find out what to do, but rather who we are. And she's just recently published her new book called Your Twenties, and she's on my doTERRA team. So I was so excited to get her on the show. I absolutely loved our conversation, and she gets super vulnerable, which is a first for this show. So I really, really hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks always for listening in, and let's get started. Welcome, Jess, to the show. Thank you so much, Robin, for having me. I'm really excited. I'm so excited to connect. When you first heard the definition or read the definition, wherever it lives on the interwebs, um, what did you think of what being an alpha female is today? You know, I I thought it was, you know, my first reaction was, Damn. Uh, my second reaction was I think it embodies a lot of the things that I personally strive for um, to be my authentic self, to show up in the world with, with everything that's true. You know, it's not, it's sometimes it's messy, sometimes it's not just happiness. I'm, I'm known for kind of the peppy go lucky type of person, which I absolutely love, but I, I really am feeling called, especially now in my life to, to, to share, not just the highlight reel. And so when I read the definition, the other thing that I thought, um, just on a greater scale, kind of thinking about the collective is it, it relates so much to really going within and, and having a solid practice of, of just getting to know yourself because it's not like a one and done thing where it's like my authentic self is this done, you know, that's going to ebb and flow each day and depending on where you're at. And so 
I really, I really like it because it helps to just remind us that like, there's going to be a lot coming at us, a lot of expectations, a lot of to do's, a lot of, you know, just all the outside world in terms of social media and all these pressures. And it's just so important now more than ever to just go within and, and just try and discover what your authentic self is every single day. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So in the definition, it says when an alpha female stays true to their authentic selves and their missions, they shine. But it sounds like I need to change it up again and do when an alpha female stays true to their authentic self and discover who that is and then stick to their missions, then they shine. Like I... I love. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make it longer. But I love that you're bringing kind of that perspective. That you know, it, it's not just like a light bulb turns on and you're like, oh, this is me completely in my entirety. That it's um, it's a constant evolution, and that we should always be hungry to discover that that person there. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so an alpha female believes in work-life harmony. You know, you've heard heard the shtick. We don't talk about work-life balance because when we, you know, we really pick our priorities and once once those are set, as long as we take care of ourselves throughout that process, then we'll be able to achieve all the goals and the dreams that we really want in our lives. So, um uh, I love that you are also a full-time corporate employee as well as a side hustler. I haven't had um, one on the show in a while. So tell our listeners kind of what your work-life harmony looks like right now. Yeah. It, you know, it's, I wish I had the perfect answer for what it looks like every day because it, and I, and I've been striving so badly to find this is the perfect recipe, you know, and I don't know if it's the Capricorn in me or the oldest of four girls or just the type A freak that I am, but like, I like, to find the answers, have them immediately and then have it set. And then boom, that's, that's that. But life comes into play and and all of that. So for me, like work-life harmony is checking in with myself every single day. And I am looking up, I have, I made this cool little like photo um, collage for 2018. And one of the things that I put on there is I listen to my body and give it what it needs on every level. And that's kind of how I'm approaching work-life harmony this year because I am the type of person that I want to do everything. I want to do it all. Um, I have so many interests and so many passions. And for the longest time, I've said yes to everything. And I think that's part of our society. Like you say yes, you, you move, you advance, you go. And so I just, I really took that to heart. And so I'm like, if this is my interest, if this is my passion, I need to do it. But what I found was I wasn't really checking in with with me. And one of the easiest ways for me to check in with how I'm really doing and what I need is is through my body. Like my body's much, much more wise than my mind. (laughs) So that that to me is one of the ways that, you know, work-life harmony is checking in with what my work calendar is, how much outside of my work calendar I can add on. And really my work calendar kind of, it pays the bills right now, majority of the time. So I need to just be cognizant of that, but it's really just, I I know I keep saying it, but really just a a continuous check-in. And then from there being really comfortable with saying no. And that's something I'm also not the best at, but you know, it's, uh, it's something that 
I have to do. So, and part of it, I'll say one more thing about that too, because being the person that wants to explore all these passions, it's not that I, I'm saying no to these passions or saying no to parts of me. Cause that, that's what at first it felt like, but really saying no is, is just no for now. And, and giving me time to really go deep on one to two special projects. So then I can find out, well, do I even like these projects in the first place? And, and then, so it, it's kind of like seasonally, um, committing to projects, but then checking in with my body on a daily basis and saying, no, those are kind of the three things that I think are the tools that I'm using to keep my harmony between work and life. Mm, I love that. And I, I'm going to like guess, cause we've never talked about how we structure our days, like you and I, but I, I'm going to guess it's very similar. Like, you know, uh, the corporate career demands a certain amount of time in the office on projects, whatnot. So, you know, that's your building block. And then you find the extra time in your day for your passion projects, your side hustles. So it's like, uh, if I get up at 5am and I have to leave my house by 8am at the latest to get to the office on time and, you know, it takes me what, 30, 40 minutes to get ready. So subtract that. How much, how much work time do I have to write a blog or upload my podcast in the morning? So I time block that. And then the lunch hours, I've got 12 to one that I madly follow up with doTERRA customers. Or when I was launching my book in 2016, I was, you know, posting, um, on social media and promoting and following up with customers to make sure that they got all the gifts that I had promised them. And then when I get home from the office, it's like, oh, I would really like to go out on a date with my boyfriend, now fiance. So I got to make sure I schedule date night. So are you fairly kind of like structured in that, you know, you've picked your priorities and your projects and you time block like a boss? (laughs) Yeah. My my calendar looks a bit like a game of Tetris. However, I, I put everything on there. Like, so, um, for a while I did kind of, I wanted to do a little bit of everything every day. And I found that that didn't work for me. So I, instead I did like themed days. So like Tuesdays are like all about essential oils. Like I focus on my essential oil business. Wednesdays, um, were my book days, my major writing days and formatting days. Now that the book's done, that's, that's different. But you know, I've, I've, for a long time, I woke up really early and I went to bed really late and it's, it really took a toll on my health around mid last year. And I, and I said to myself, like, and it was, it was going back to saying yes to everything, just yes, yes, yes. I'm like, I'm, if I say yes to all this stuff, I'm saying no to myself and then I won't have time to do it or, you know, have my health to do anything that I actually want to do. So I'm like, is this really helping? So I, I, for a long time, woke up super early like you and did work in the morning, but, but I've gone now back to, okay, mornings are like my spiritual time to like, I have a meditation practice and I journal a lot. That's how I kind of talk to my soul, which I call my net, my justness. Um, so I'm kind of keeping the morning sacred because it's, if I don't, I don't even have my day just gets lost in the madness. <laughs> mm, yeah. I feel you. And it's interesting because um, when you said like seasons live, uh, picking projects, it's true. Um, you know, if, if you only have so much time out of a full-time job and, you know, you want to write the book 
um, publish the podcast, write the blogs, uh, start a network marketing business, you're like, I'm not going to be able to do all of those, but how do I maybe do one thing a day? Um, and you know, we've got, we've got seven days in a week. So, uh, a lot of people are like, how do you do everything that you do? And it's true. Um, you know, Monday, I make sure my blogs are written for the week. Tuesday, I'm uploading the podcast. Wednesday, I'm creating content for the essential oil business. And so when you do kind of lay it out like that, it's so important. But I love what you said when, you know, you're talking about listening to your body, listening to your justness. And sometimes alpha females, we can get swept up in the do, do, do mentality. And I remember 2017, just like being so focused on growing my doTERRA business that I was uh, justifying work every single morning. And now I've brought workouts back in. So Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm in the gym at 530. Um, And that's feeling you know, I've got my mojo energy back. I'm like ready to slay it in the gym, get back into trail running. Um, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays are business morning. So it, it is so important that you listen to your body and what you need and, um, and, and listening to that, that inner justness. Where did, where did, when did you start calling it justness? I know. Isn't it funny? It's so cool. Cause I, <laughs> I think back and it's like that it's funny. Cause it's like my justness told me to call my blog justness required. Um, and it was, and so it's like, Whoa. Um, but the, the blog, I started it in 2011 when I lived in New Zealand and I was trying to think of what to call the URL. And I had all these names, like my original blog was actually called fitful fun. <laughs> Um, or no, it was fitful and Frank. Cause I did like Frank Fridays, like funny YouTubes, which are horrible and they're still up there. I hide them, but they're like really bad. Um, but I, I was thinking about what the name was going to be. So it at first started as cool. Justness required. That sounds kind of fun. And it was just playful. And then over time, as I moved away from blogging about like carbs, fats, protein, and, and more of the gosh, how do we get in touch with ourselves and, and all of that? It, my blog kind of evolved into, Hey, what if I called your nest? Like, what if I created that as like a word, a vocab word that anyone can put on the back of their name? And so you're Robin this, and that can be their own vocab word for describing their inner voice of wisdom, like that inner connection, that soul voice, whatever you want to call it. You know, the, we all have our different lexicon. It means the same stuff, essentially. How do you get in touch with yourself? And I thought my population of like friends and my generation, you know, not all of my friends were super connected to the um, spiritual, you know, super, uh, some of the lexicon that's out there around like your soul or like your, your essence, you know, which is fine. But I still felt this calling to like, what would reach them in a fun way. And so I'm like, Oh, they could make their own vocab word. And so that's where kind of the, the nest was born and it's all throughout, um, my book. And, you know, it's funny cause there's tons of words with <laughs> nest in it. <laughs> so so now I'm like, oh God, this is really, it's becoming like quite a, a collection of um, nest words here. <laughs> That's awesome how a personal brand finds us and then evolves. Cause I think I'm similar with alpha female in terms of 
Um, when I started blogging in 2009, a coworker had just called me an alpha female and I was like, cool, nice title for a blog. Um, <laughs> I love that. Let me put it in the header. And I hadn't defined it. I hadn't done anything. And I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast that this entire podcast was inspired by a hate thread online where someone said, what gives, what gives her the right to call herself an alpha female? And I was like, oh, you're right. What does give me the right? Like, I don't even, I haven't even defined it. I don't know. Like this needs to be a community of women going after goals and dreams, but taking care of themselves. It's not going to be about me. It's going to be about my guests. Like, so thank, thank you. Hey thread for inspiring this beautiful podcast. Um, but yeah, it's funny how it finds us. And now, um, alpha female, the masculine and the feminine within that name is teaching me that I need to have harmony between both for me to live that happy and healthy life. So it just keeps evolving and growing That's in so such cool. a beautiful way. Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that before. Like your brand finds you and it's, and it's so true. Like there's been so many times throughout my my career that I've tried to force an idea or like, you know, those, when you're in kind of that incubator of brainstorming, what what is this going to be called? What am I going to call this program? What am I going to offer this, you know, freebie and what's the name going to be and all that stuff. And the, the best ideas and the programs that I've run that just people are just drawn to it are ones that I didn't even do the, all that brainstorming. It was like a quick hit of like, Hey, call it the mind, body, spirit thrive for five. And I was like, Oh my God. And that was like my best program I've ever done. And it was free. Like, (laughs) so it's just those little hints that you get within that is what your nest. That's how your nest communicates with you. It's those little hints. It's that little fiery feeling that you got when you read that hate thread. And those are the things that we need to listen to. And I don't think that voice is always the loudest at a lot of the times, especially in today's world. Like there's so many loud things, you know, like you watch E or Bravo for even a half an hour and you're like, God, there's so much just coming at you even through the screen. So it's important to nurture that little whisper so that it can, it can grow. And then you can kind of start to distinguish, okay, which, where is this motivation coming from? Where is, is it coming from a place of, your nest, your soul, a real true place, or is it coming from something external to prove or, or, um, to reassure yourself or some kind of pressure outside of yourself? And that's something that I also use to guide what I say yes to and what I say no to. Mm. So what is your nest most passionate about right now? My book, (laughs) (laughs) my book, it's my nest in writing, my soul in writing. It's it was published February 2nd. So, um, so it hasn't been out super long. It's, I, it's so bizarre to see it on Amazon and just, there's three reviews, which blows my mind. I can't, I just love it. From um, people that you don't know? No, I, uh, well, one, I don't know. Okay. One is my best friend from, I mean, my neighbor friend from third grade, which I was like, Linz, you're so great. And then the other guy was um a friend from from school so it's just just to have people take that extra step and the feedback has been really great it's called your 20s and it's really about navigating the ups and downs of your 20s um and the tagline is super fun i and this was also something that just kind of 
found me, but the tagline is no one ever teaches you how to grow up, you know, (laughs) which is so true. So this is awesome because the new question for the podcast, I'm going to ask it now and then we'll kind of get into how you take care of yourself. But, um, if you, if you could pull out one piece of advice from, I know the book is very well structured and different sections, but what, what would be the one piece of advice that you would pull out and tell your 20 year old emerging alpha female self? Just one? There's so many pages. I know. (laughs) I I love how you know there's different sections. That's awesome. That like makes my day. (laughs) Um, I think, I mean, the whole, the whole book was born from my experience from moving back home from New Zealand. The listeners will have to read the book to, to know the story, but the, the book was born on, on this experience of, I trusted this message from within myself that it didn't make sense at all, logically in my head, like not, a, not even one bit. Like I thought everything was perfect from in my life from a standpoint. And I say perfect in quotes because nothing's perfect, but you know, I had my bus mount, my bus route memorized. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, when I lived there and I had friends and I was like thriving in this country that I wasn't from. And I had this guy I was living with that I thought I was just, he was the one. And I was like, this is perfect. And then I just heard this little voice that said, it's time to go home. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to ignore that. Um, for a while, stopped meditating, tried to avoid it. But eventually that voice just got louder. And even though it didn't make any sense whatsoever, the hows, the whys, the what's next, any of that, um, I trusted it. I made the jump. And so my advice to someone in their 20s, is it will all work out if you follow and nurture that inner voice of wisdom, because only you have that wisdom within you. Everyone has a unique piece of wisdom and and that is what will guide you to the next best step and success, whatever that means to you. Okay. So I love giving like tactical tips to listeners. So when we're saying that you need to tap into your inner nest, I think you've alluded to journaling, but how else do you tap in and actually listen to the Ness? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. So for it's going to be different for everyone, but it starts with <laughs> tapping into how you feel when you do certain things. So like, when, and there's lots of suggestions in the book, but in activities and things like that. But one of the things is, you know, write, journaling. Yes. Asking yourself, like, what, what do I want to do about an X situation? Just journal and start to start to, you know, write out what is inside yourself. And you will start to notice, um, you will start to distinguish, okay, where, where are these thoughts or where are these feelings coming from? And if it's some, if it's anything that's related to guilt or fear or, um, fear of like rejection or expectations from outside, like that's not your nest. Your nest is going to be that true inner voice that's coming from a loving, compassionate place. So journaling is a great way to just start to see what's in there. (laughs) Open the box, let it out, (laughs) write it in there. Um, another thing that you can do is you just getting quiet, 
just spending, being very disciplined about just spending some time alone with yourself. And if, if it's listening to a cool Spotify playlist, then, then do that. But just having some time where you are connecting with yourself and find the activities that you do feel most connected to yourself. For some, it may be, um, hiking, you know, maybe outside for others. It may be yoga for others. It may be bike riding or playing with their kids. Like it's going to be different for everyone, but just start to notice, like, does this feel good? Does this feel good? And, and that's, that's one of the ways that you can, that will guide you to the activities that will help you get in touch with your nest. Mm, I love it. Okay. So as you, you know, in, you're in the middle of your book launch, um, you're working full time. Let's get into the nitty gritties of how you take care of yourself. So give us kind of an overview of how you nourish yourself. Um, so every morning I meditate, um, I do three right now, at least I ha- usually I do the wake up cure. So Kundalini yoga is usually my go-to morning meditation practice. It's a lot of breath work. Um, I feel a shift afterwards, which is great for me, the results driven, um, kind of, I do have a naturally addictive personality. So if something, it feels good and I can see the results like immediately, that's really helpful and it's also healthy. So that's great. But, um, right. (laughs) But right now it's like waking up, having that quiet time. Um, so the Kundalini cures that I'm doing right now are, I do the wake up one, which is like three minutes of different breath of fires and different kind of poses. Um, I do the fist of anger, which sounds angry, but it really helps to, (laughs) I know it's pretty intense, but really helps to move stuff through because we have stuck emotions in there. We have stuck, repressed, all sorts of things. So unless you you don't stay, (laughs) it's, you know what I mean? It's like people, we got to move that stuff around and get it out. Get it out. Yeah. And then journaling, um, my fears out and getting them out of my head was really big. Um, baths with Epsom salt and essential oils. My diffusers have been on overtime. Like I had, I, I balance is my go-to essential oil for, for everything. I absolutely love and adore that one. Um, and I just got into the, um, emotional touch, touch roller balls at, bottles. I love peace. I love forgive. Um, and breathe actually the respiratory blend did help me in a time of, um, I had like an anxiety attack when we, when Corey, my boyfriend and I were in, um, San Luis Obispo and I was in the car and I've never had like an anxiety attack until last year of that kind of intense where I like felt like I couldn't breathe. And I had my breathe touch roller bottle. And I just put it on the bridge of my nose. I rubbed it in my hands, took a big big breath in. And it's amazing how quickly just having a little toolkit of like quick go-to things that are healthy, um, can really do wonders for keeping you balanced and nourished. Cause I think with you and I, anyone really, but when you are doing the side hustle and the full-time gig, you need stuff that you can take on the go. Like you can't always just hop in a bath at work. That'd be really weird. So, (laughs) ew. (laughs) Or even like, even just sometimes it's hard to be like, I need five minutes to meditate. But like, if you are, I have, um, I have motivate past tense and in tune on my desk. And it's just like, if someone's at my desk and it's just like in my face, I'll just like un- 
uh, like take off the top of um, Intune and just huff it like in front of them. I'm just like, I can't, I can't meditate or jump in a bath right now. So I'm just going to huff oil in front of you. (laughs) I brought, that is so, so great. I brought my piece to my one-on-one with my boss. She's the VP of HR. And I just said it in front of us. She's like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's, it's the piece. It's the reassuring blend. She's like, okay. And halfway through the the conversation where we were discussing something kind of intense and I just, I like just grabbed it. And, and it's kind of, it feels a bit awkward at first because no one's just like smelling stuff. And if you're in an open floor space, it's just kind of Cause I don't have a desk. I'm a cube and I have my diffuser there and people are like, what's that? And you know, so there's, there's days where I'm like, okay guys, like we really need to get everyone a diffuser around here. But she, she ended up grabbing it halfway through the meeting and she was like, this is great. And I heard her talking about it with someone else later that day. And I was like, this is fantastic. That's so cool. Yeah. I, um, I left a job where I had my own office with a door. And so I had a diffuser in there. And now I'm in full open space. So I just have oils on my desk and I just sit there and roll them on or smell them and um, try try not to ooze oil all over the floor. Um, But yeah, it's it's amazing how we can use them in um, our day-to-day career lives and uh, how they also support others. And I have never had um, you know, thankfully a negative experience because the oils really do speak for themselves. Um, but it's amazing to see how someone's like, Oh, it's so simple. And this is just like a, it's just such a simple tool to bring me back into the present or reduce my stress or overwhelm. So, um, okay. So we talk about your morning routine, your sacred time, um, how you take care of yourself during the day, but do you have any habits that you use to wind down at night? Do you go back to Kundalini? No, I don't actually. Um, my night routines are really, I don't have like a set routine to be honest. I, what it looks like right now is I, I pick a really fun blend and diffuse that in my living room and I'll eventually with my boyfriend, we'll eat dinner together. That really helps me wind down just spending time with someone that I love and us sitting at the table. It's something we started this year (laughs) and and just like sitting down at the table, not at the couch and bonding over a show because what we were finding is like, yeah, that's good. We love, we chat during the show and stuff, but there's something really special about having a conversation and sitting there across from each other and eye to eye. And so the human connection to me helps me wind down, helps me not feel so alone. It helps me to talk out loud about my day and hear about his. So that to me is, it's simple. Um, but it, it really helps me to feel that connection because I'm, maybe it's from just because, well, we're human. We need a human connection, of course, but I, I always look back to my family and, and growing up, I was, I had three sisters. So like, having that end of the day time to connect with other people is really important to me. And so right now it's, it's eating dinner together at the table, diffusing essential oils, like in our living room and in my room. And then, um, just taking some time just to like, huh, okay. Like regroup mentally for the next day, but I don't have any kind of set practice that I do anything right as of now. Cause, cause honestly the days do change based on, um, cause I may have a network 
event. I may have, I'm not a part of a mastermind. I have these group meetups that I go to. So I try and keep them fairly flexible, um, and, and keep the morning, the, the not non-changing kind of, this is my time. No one mess with it. Yeah. And I think it's cool. Like I know some people have very regimented morning routines and evening routines, but I also believe that it's just important to have kind of all the, the tools in the tool belt. Um, I ran a revamp, revamp your morning routine, 30 day challenge in January. And I didn't want them to create any sort of like, it wasn't a habit, uh, challenge. It was here's 30 different and I'll give you one a day. So everyone's kind of trying the same one, but here's 30 different healthy habits you can try in your morning practice. And then cool. from there, you figure out what your routine is. And someday you might not have the lemon water in the morning and you might do a at-home yoga practice or another day you're going to the gym. So I love tools in the tool belt and I love hearing, I love hearing that as well because it's just like, what what do you need that night to wind down or relax or connect um, and then go from there? So that's super cool. That's a really cool challenge because you're giving people the options to be flexible. Because I think sometimes there's there's these programs and it's and it's so at least for me it's nerve wracking because it's like you want to do it right, you want to do it all in, especially if you're paying for it. And then if you don't, if you miss a day, you think you're you're off on your game. And then it's like, oh, I didn't do the challenge, and then you're behind. And you know, it's like it's just this snowball of just <laughs> like mental torture. But it's like you know what? It's a tool belt. If you give them the toolbox, they can mix and match. That's what life's all about. That's so cool. Okay. So I always ask my guests, um, to be vulnerable and share a pain point that you're currently problem solving for. Oh man. Am I ready to share it? Uh, <laughs> you can't lead like that. <laughs> I know I've been, you know, I feel I, I might be ready. Um, so I, for a long time, I, when I moved back from New Zealand and started working in the U S um, I got prescribed for Adderall and I can't believe I'm saying it, but you know what? This feels right. Um, this is a safe place, right? Totally. Oh, I've got goosebumps listening to you right now. Oh man. I hope I don't cry. This, I've never said I'm like scared, but, um, no, this is good. So I got prescribed Adderall and, um, I was on it for until, well, end of last year. And so for four years and, um, and I thought it was doing a world of good at first, you know, it really did help with my concentration. Um, it helped with also my, uh, um, my self-confidence, to be honest, it was kind of a crutch for, you know, I had a huge breakup when I left New Zealand and I thought he was the one and I was having a huge kind of identity crisis when I came back and I was 24 at the time almost 25. And I was looking outside myself for answers and solutions and, um, and Adderall was there. Um, and so I started taking this drug and I realized probably beginning of last year, it was killing me. Like it was, it's a very intense, um, you know, it helps mentally, but it's very intense on your body. Like I was having 
heart palpitations. I was waking up in the middle of the night, like puking randomly, um, just not, not good. And I was very scared. So middle of last year, I just said to myself, like, I need to, I need to get off this, but I felt addicted to it. I really did. And as things got busier in my life and I started, and I, right around that time, I was saying yes, yes, yes to everybody and everything. Um, I would take more, you know, it was this crutch that I would just really lean on a lot. And especially even before big meetings and I was scared, I'd take more because I felt like it was like my confidence pill. It started becoming very unhealthy. And I think it was that way for a long time, but it wasn't until I started noticing the waking up in the middle of the night, really not being able to sleep at all. My heart was not well. I couldn't take deep breaths, like all of these things. And I, and I went to my psychiatrist and I was talking to her and I was like, Hey, I need to, I need to get off this, this pill. I don't want to take it anymore. And she, she prescribed me something else. And I was just like, something's wrong here. Like I, I, I think that people need I'm not against medication by any means, but if someone is coming to you and asking to get off a drug, I don't think it's a medication. A lot of the times I think people are so quick to prescribe things in this world, but I just found out, I was like, something's a little bit off here. And so I started really, that's where I was like, I need to lean on these essential oils and start really adding some positive, healthy regimens into my life so that I don't keep relying on this. And so right now it's been a while, you know, it's been a couple months, three months or so I stopped taking it. I just, I just stopped cold Turkey. Like I think it was December 20, 21st. Um, so right before Christmas, right before the holidays, I was super nervous. I was even nervous to go to family parties. Like it was just bizarre. Um, but it's so something that I'm working through right now is that I'm, I'm going to, um, counseling for it. I, I have a lot of stuff to work through because I was relying on it for so many different reasons, but that is something that is a behind the scenes pain point in my life. And I'm doing the work to, to work through it. Ugh, I want to commend you. Thank you, um, for sharing it out loud, for sharing it with this community, um, because it is, um, you know, I know you're a fan of Brene Brown. Um, and I just want to like, just truly like acknowledge and honor the fact that you have been so vulnerable with something that is so fresh and current. Uh, and sometimes it's so easy to share things that, you know, we've worked through and quote unquote solved. And it's so much harder to, to share with the world things that we're problem solving for in the midst. Um, cause I know you're the same type, you know, you, you learn and you want to teach and you're in the, and you're in the middle of learning. So thank you. Uh, and I know that this is like, somebody else is going to hear this, um, and going to say, Hey, um, you know, I've had the same feelings that this isn't, you know, this isn't what I need right now. This isn't really supporting me how, how do I do differently? Um, I, I know I use the words like do better by ourselves all the time, but it's not always, um, the best choice I've realized, but how do we, how do we do differently? And it's always that, like that mess inside you 
is that little voice, whether you're calling it your nest or your intuition um, or your spirit guide, but something in like the pit of your stomach is saying, you can do this differently. Um, and let me let me help you find the tools. So I love that you've got so many different tools. I love that essential oils are helping you and that you have um, third-party certified help that is walking you through this. Um, Thank you. It's, it's like the perfect marriage of exactly what I believe in, um, you know, Western and Eastern medicine, you know, jam jam together holding hands going, you know, this is how we, this is how we support. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. I, I feel very exposed actually. <laughs> wow. I was not expecting that, but I said a prayer before I, I hopped on and I'm like, you know what, just let whatever message needs to come through. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm ready to start talking about it. That's, that's great. And everyone listening right now is going to be like, this is this is awesome because this podcast is not usually very like I don't usually get deep into things because I try oh. to I try to honor everybody's time from a 30 minute perspective. So I very rarely get to go deep. So thank you for being your you know you're um in my like over 100 uh, I think you're like episode 110 or something like that. I haven't figured it out yet. But like, thank you for being the first episode in 110 episodes to um, share something vulnerable. So that's... Um, Cannonball into the deep end. <laughs> so let's end on a beautiful... This is, this is a beautiful note. But let's end on as you are taking care of yourself and going after all of your goals and dreams, you know, to, to do that, you're, you're focusing on health. Um, but you're also focusing on happy. So share with us what your definition of happiness is. Happiness to me is saying yes to me. <laughs> There's a poem for you saying, <laughs> there you get it all this one. Um, but it's, I've never said truly yes to me. And I think like, I just want to really start to trust my body. And it's, and that's, I guess what I'm saying yes to, because I, I've been reliant on something outside of myself that I get prescribed from somebody else. That's a stranger who knows nothing about me, um, to trusting that my body knows what's best and it will do what it needs to do to heal. And so Happiness to me is at the end of the day, if I can say that I honored and listened to my body on every level, then that, you know, following through with what I set out to do in the morning and my meditation practice, like that's happiness to me. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I loved it. Thank you so much. For the listeners of the Alpha Female Podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode. 
and just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.